Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Nobody's Podcast. This week, it's another somebody session in which these nobodies bring on a somebody who is an expert or rising star in their field. This week, our somebody is a wife, mother, small business owner, and yoga instructor. When she's not spending quality time with her amazing little family, she's sharing her tips for physical and mental wellness on social media, teaching her philosophies to her dedicated yoga tribe, and probably most importantly, listening to the Nobody's Podcast. (laughs) This week's somebody is our very first listener, Allison King Tikus. All right, we're recording. You start. Okay, first of all, do not tell me what to do. Talked right into that one. All right. Hey, guys, I'm Annie. And I'm Bryce. And we are the Nobodies. Experts on nothing. Opinions on everything. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Nobodies. Thanks Thanks. for being here. You guys, this is literally a dream come true. Oh my gosh. I mean, are you starstruck? No. I am. It feels like I can't. I hope I'm not too tongue tied, but I am your number one fan. You know this. Oh my gosh. I mean, You're seriously. You're so sweet. Seriously, Annie, I and I remember telling, I remember texting Annie this too. Like two years ago when we premiered our podcast, you were the very first person to text me. Like you were like, because I was and, excited. No, I know, but you were so, you were like my very first, and it was so complimentary. Like, why? Yeah, why? No, I. I mean, I'm a podcast girl. I listen to all the podcasts, all the genres. But so to know somebody, I was like, well, this is going to be great. Well, oh and my to, gosh. Well, and to give to give Annie and our listeners, our moms, context. Um, <laughs> I have known you, Allison, a super long time. Mm-hmm. Your brother, Andy, was one of my very best friends growing up. I yeah. love that kid. And I mean, we shared a locker in high school, he and I. Oh, so <laughs> yeah, we did uh, mm-hmm. freshman year. But like, I always knew you as like Andy's kick ass older sister. But like, let's be honest, you were you weren't like obligated to listen to my podcast. So that <laughs> but it just makes it so much more. Like it seriously makes your support such an honor. So seriously, thank you. It oh, was like gosh. so nice for I'm you to. Happy to support I have you guys. to. I have to know. Has there ever been an episode? And you can be honest <laughs> that you were like, you know what? I can't do it, and you shut it off in the middle. <laughs> no. Although I will say, when Bryce like recapped his trip to Greece, I was like, oh dear God. <laughs> Oh, thank really, you for sharing my pain on that. <laughs> it's like really next level. <laughs> I know it's so extra, like the most extra you could possibly be. That is really funny though. But I mean, Allison is like our is kind of our guidepost too, Annie, because she'll text me and say, I, I I'll ask herself, like, okay, was that too like insular? Or did you think like e- even you said like when we had the dogs of war guys on the first time, you were like, Oh, I don't really know a ton about football, but I was able to follow that totally. episode because you guys did a good you it was just a fun interview so you guys I do a great job of of like talking about important things but keeping it light and like everyone can kind of find something they like I think so well oh, done you guys you. thanks God. for sticking with us I know for real if I wasn't obligated to be here, I wouldn't be. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, well, Allison, so, okay, this is not about me, but that has also never stopped me before. Right. But um, I have to tell you guys just right off the bat a story about um, Andy and 
me, oh, Allison's yeah. brother. Um, I know you guys are both going to love this. So, oh God. So this was like in like seventh grade or something. I just, I don't know how I even thought, well, I don't know why, how I even thought of the story, but this was in like seventh grade. And I was convinced that I was going to make out or kiss a girl for the first time at a, at a movie. Like oh. that's what, cause that's what, Kids that's did. what we did back in the day. That's right? what we did. We, that's, you would... that's where I had my first kiss. Well, okay, exactly. Annie, go. do you remember the movie? Do you guys remember the movie? Do you, do you guys remember movies? Uh, I feel like Titanic. I remember. <laughs> that's a good Titanic. one. Yeah, we saw that's a it like great eight one. times. You know, <laughs> mine I think was uh, Real Big Fish. Is that oh. a movie? Yeah, with um, oh yeah. yeah, he like turns into a fish. It's Tim That's Burton. A weird, weird movie. No, not that one. It, there's Real a band. Big Fish really a fish. band? Yeah, that is a band too. Maybe. <sighs> well, because real. Okay, you guys. If you really want to get stupid here, <laughs> Real Big Fish, R E A L, Big Fish, is a movie that's that's uh, directed by Tim oh, Burton, wow. and then R E E L, Big Fish, is a band. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. No, nope. so you're welcome for that. Big Fish is oh, the movie Big by Tim. Fish. Yeah. Oh, and I so think I was that wrong. Was, I think that was it. How confident was I though? That was you really good. I was, it. So I was like, oh, he knows. <laughs> I feel I feel great about being able to knock you down a notch with that I one. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm sure you do. It's so nice. Um, but so I was like, and I mean, don't I don't want to like throw him under the bus, but I he had I think he had kissed a girl at this point sure. for sure. Um, maybe several. I, I again I don't want to throw him under the bus. He had a beard when he was about in fifth grade, so yeah. <laughs> Annie, Andy is lovely. also like six seven. Like yeah, he's, he's a big so I tall. feel like Andy King. I feel like I know who that is. Maybe. I bet you do. He went to prep. He played basketball. He was like a basketball star. Um, because you got to know who he guys. is. Yeah, I mean, you guys are all probably the same age ish. So yeah, Annie's no, a year Bryce, younger Bryce than us. No, all oh, right. Okay. Uh, no, I'm really. Old. <laughs> all right. So, so I was like, so Annie's <laughs> like, so Annie's just like going, he's just like my biggest cheerleader. He's like, let's do this. Like <laughs> knowing he's it. like, he's like knowing that. So we go to legally blonde too, because it's like not the site, not two, but just legally blonde period. We went to that one thinking, cause I was like, Oh, well it's a girl movie. Like a lot of girls are going to go to that. So I'm, <laughs> so I, but I was like, thought I actually thought that I was going to go into the theater and like, make out with some random girl well, at 12. Like, are, were you meeting any girl? No, I was just... not meeting anybody. I was not meeting anybody. There was no, girl. there were no girl. There were no girls. We didn't even sit by girls. Like the movie theater was packed and we didn't sit by anyone. It was just the two of us sitting there and we're like, oh I'm just kind of like looking around. Like, so it didn't happen. Suffice it to say it took like four more years for me to get my first oh, kiss. God. But That's hilarious. <laughs> well, I really wish he could have been a better wingman for you. No, it wasn't his fault. He was the one that was like, <laughs> "We got to do this. This is going to happen for you." Like, it was, what a poor idea was it to plan. see yeah. Legally Blonde? Me, too. of course. It was <laughs> no. It was it was just the first Legally Blonde. Just to clarify, okay. so it was a but it was a much bigger hit. But like, and, it and I apologize. I was looking him up on Facebook. I do know who he is. Okay. okay. I don't think he would have no idea who I am, but I do well, remember him. You are a famous podcaster. Yeah, yeah you are. Well, Famous might be a stretch, yeah. but Bryce, I was kind of distracted during that story. Okay, great. It was just the two of you. Just the two of us. We were not at meeting legally, anybody. At Legally Blonde. Yep. Any and girls, I was... Any girls that saw you there thought that you two were a couple. 
This is Nebraska in when it's true. In, they in would 2000, have not like in 2001, it. they did not. Think they maybe wouldn't have accepted it, but I would not have looked <laughs> at two, it. Yeah. two boys in a legally blonde movie and been like, they're here trying to kiss girls. Normal. <laughs> that is so oh true. That was my master. I just, I was, I was so. I, I like you guys, my confidence level was at an all time high in this. I was like, this is a movie that I just know that this is going to happen because so many girls are going to go to this and they're going to make out. Like they're just dying to make out. <laughs> like it's just, a, it's a rom-com. Like I just was so Oh convinced. my gosh. Well, was, it, I feel like I have one Bryce story then I promise we can get on with the podcast <laughs> yes. because so the other backstory, Annie is Bryce is also friends with one of my stepbrothers, Sean who lives out in LA. And so, uh, I don't know, two years ago was his wedding a couple years ago. Yes. Yes. And it was in LA. So we all, you know, go to LA for the wedding and Bryce is there. Oh God. And I don't remember, I talked to you a little bit, but I don't remember talking to you very much, but they had like a photo booth there where you could take photos. And so at one point, and this was like a black tie formal wedding suit. We were in like long gowns. And so my whole family, which is like, I have two younger brothers and then I have three stepbrothers and all the spouses and, significant others were like yeah. my parents were in a picture and we're taking a bunch of them fine we get home and my mom's like look at this family picture and Bryce is just like in the background like <laughs> smiling like with my whole family not even realized he was just like back there not photobombing like That's part of it in the that picture is the best <laughs> so forever Bryce is in like our family wedding photos okay I pretty much distinctly we're hearing your mother be like Bryce get in this picture well, she does love you. This is true. And Annie, just that's this is a great segue because I have this on my I have this on my layout and my whatever I call this. What is Annie? It's my script, my <laughs> my rundown. But uh, your mom, Aunt, we since we talk about our mom so much, we have to talk about your mom, Allison, because okay. she is a straight up G. Her name <laughs> yes. is Kathy O'Malley. When we were in seventh, when we were in like probably younger than seventh grade, maybe sixth or seventh grade, she knew every single lyric to "Forgot About Dre." Every single one, the rap parts, everything, every single lyric. Like, you know, what's hilarious is my mom used to be like a huge Eminem fan. She's like, I don't really like, I think like, I don't really like rap, but I really like Eminem. And I'm like, he's one of the hardest rappers of all time. Like, what are you talking about? I do feel like whenever you guys talk about your moms, I'm always like, my mom. I mean, she knows obviously Jane, but I'm like, she would fit right in with those two. 100%. Oh. If she's they're, good friends with Jane, she'd be good friends yeah, with Yeah, they're, they're, for they're sure. all a lot alike, it seems. Yeah. yeah. It, and she also used to, the other thing, the other story that I have about Kathy is that she used to, she always, we would, we always used to laugh so hard because she'd drive us, she would be driving us places. Obviously, we didn't have a car. So we, we would listen to the nighttime radio personality, DJ Delilah. Of course. And it is so iconic. Like, but Kathy would like, it was so funny. She's like, I just love this too because she's like, She's like, yeah, people just get on there and be like, I just miss my baby so much. Like, can you play this song? And they're like, I just, I just came, I just, I'm just on a road trip and I just miss her. And <laughs> like, it's so ridiculous. Is she even on the radio it? anymore? I, I was going to say, I think yeah. she's still on air. I think I mean, she is too. pretty impressive. Yeah. That yeah. Was- it really is. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Let's move on to Allison or somebody. We yes. want to talk. You are a, you are, like we mentioned, you are a small business owner. You are a yoga instructor. You're a teacher trainer. Let's talk about yoga. How did you Oof. start doing yoga and what made you decide to kind of, oh, these are two separate questions, but what made you decide to go in, all in on sure. it like to become a business? Yeah. Um, 
I never thought that this would be my career, to be clear. Like, I have a master's degree in something completely unrelated. What? I don't, I don't use. Uh, criminal justice. Um, so literally, I, you know, don't use You could be Mariska Hargitay. Just think I, about that for a I second. Could. I've always thought about it. I'd love to teach yoga in the jails, but that would be a tough road. <laughs> so I don't know if that's um, Have you heard of the Prison Yoga Project? I have, yeah. Um, yeah. They were actually going to come here to do some training pre-COVID and then, you know, COVID messed everything up. So definitely have it on my radar. I wouldn't throw it out yet, but okay. So started yoga. I started in high school, actually. Um, it was sort of just like this thing I heard was hard and I was really active. I was always an athlete. I danced growing up. And so this was just like a thing that I was like, cool, we're going to do it. And I liked it. And so I sort of stuck with it through college on and off. And then it really was in grad school when I kept finding myself like, man, why do I feel better when I leave? Like, I wasn't quite sure. Like, physically, yes, I always felt better because I wasn't, you know, I was a big runner. I wasn't injured as much. All these things in my body felt better. But I also just felt more clarity and calmness that I've never really felt before. I'm a, I'm a naturally anxious person. And so um, I was really excited to find that. And so I just sort of stuck with it. And when I did teacher training um, about 12 years ago. Again, it wasn't to teach. It was just like, I love this thing that I've been into. I want to learn more about yoga. I want to see what it's all about. And then, of course, when I finished, I was like, actually, I think I might try to teach this. And the rest is history. That is so cool. That's so yeah, cool. That's so, awesome. So, I mean, how gratifying though is is do is going through your teacher training. Explain your teacher training. Tra oh my god, <laughs> I won't cut this out. I won't cut it out. No, no. <laughs> I explain your teacher training program because um, you offer it through your studio, One mm -hmm. Tree Yoga, and we're going to get into that too. But I sure. want to just know how do you how gratifying is it to be able to teach these people and like kind of let them go? I mean, that has to be so incredibly fulfilling it really is i mean i think there are times when like you know especially anymore the world is just a hot mess it feels and so there's times where i definitely question like is this even helping you know but uh, yeah then you like get with these small groups of people and you realize like man even if i just make one person like feel a little bit better then that's pretty sweet so um yeah our program sort of what I love about yoga is that it really sort of focuses on all aspects of it. I think that's rare. Uh, yoga in the West is very much a like, look like a bendy pretzel on Instagram. And that's the whole point, which bad news bears, I am not a bendy pretzel. And so, um, you know, being able to bring the philosophical aspects, I mean, this is a tradition that's thousands of years old. And so to be able to sort of tie it back to its roots of like, we teach philosophy, we teach anatomy, we teach poses, we teach you how to teach it to others. Um, yeah, it's great. It's great to see that light bulb go off in people where they're like, oh, I, I'm sort of seeing the big picture now. It's more than just like doing handstands. Yeah, how often when you have these teacher programs, how often do people come through with the intention to teach versus just expand their own knowledge of the practice? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I would say at the beginning, we always ask the group like, okay, go around, say your name, tell us what you plan to do. And most people are like, either I don't really think I want to teach or I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. 
And by the end, almost everyone is like, I think I actually want to teach. And they don't, you know, anymore, there's just so many options. Like teaching at a studio is like one very small piece, but it's like anymore you can teach at your workplace. You can teach your friends. You can teach at your gym. I mean, every chiropractor office in the world wants a yoga teacher there. So there are just so many options now. It's like you don't have to do it to look just the way I do it, right? So it is cool to see people shift into like, I want to share this with other people. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely. And you you say like your your um particular, I guess, brand of yoga, that's probably not the right way to say this, but you the is more traditional yoga. So I wanted to get into like what is first of all, what is that? And sure. kind of break that down and then also like what are other what are some other like if it's not traditional, is there other sure fast, facets of it? I mean we could really break this down. It would take days, so I won't go there. But um, there are as many styles of yoga as there are colors of paint for your wall. So, um, you know, that's when you see like, like macaroni and cheese, orange, like there's something totally. like that. Okay. There's gotcha. all of that. Yeah, so, that would you know, be the Bikram yoga of the yoga world. Yeah, right. Well, we can talk about that too. Um, but, oh, we will. I yeah. want to know your thoughts. There are tons of styles, but in terms of, yeah, the tradition, our sort of goal is just to at least, I mean, times change and we don't want to be like old fuddy duddies that are like, this is the old way. We never want to change. But to also realize that this comes from something um, much older and bigger than us. And so how can we find ways to tie some of that in or weave that philosophy into class? Even if I'm teaching you to do triangle pose, how can I also like sneak something in about like being a nice person, you know, or something like that. And so um, we try to be traditional that way, but, but I also think it's important for people to know, like, you can be a yogi and you can be a yoga teacher and not like fit the typical stereotype. Like I certainly don't. I curse in class. I lift weights. Like I, you know, I, I don't, I think like normal people can do yoga. The stereotype is like, we're all a bunch of wackos and there are plenty, don't get me wrong. But um, that like, there's a place for this sort of ancient tradition in our like normal everyday life. And it's like, how can we sort of tie it all together? Yeah. Well, I, I think what's so cool about you, you too, cause it's not just yoga. You're, there are other facets of your life that you're very, you're certainly very progressive uh, in, in, in various ways, but you're also respectful of like what has kind of come. So it's nice to like, I like to, I am, it's nice to hear that you use that in your yoga practice because that's kind of like what it is. I mean, it's constantly evolving. You also want to put your own spin on it. It's not like you want to just have, you know, like you don't want everything to be core power yoga. I mean, not totally. shade, but I like, do think there's it. something to though, having a tradition to come back to because the way the world evolves and I don't think the exact words you used earlier was shit show, but the world's a shit show right now. <laughs> and, you, you know, it's on fire basically. And so to be able to just like step outside of yourself for a second and step outside of the world burning down, totally. I think that is so important. And it so, actually gives me, com- when we teach these teachings, it gives me comfort to know like they were dealing with the same shit we deal with now in a much different way, but like they had the, have the same tools we need now to like deal with all the chaos around mm-hmm. us. And it's so yeah. to be able to teach people that there's like a roadmap that you can take, you know, there it's, I think it's helpful, especially now. I mean, like Jesus, like, 
this last 18 months has been an ultimate perfect example of we don't have control over anything and and so nothing matters do, yeah and and it's just yeah. like how do we work with it like skillfully and i mean i certainly don't have all the answers but i tr i try to look at it from that lens if that makes yeah. sense yeah Yes, yeah, I sure. am curious really quick. Do you teach to music or do you teach without music? I, I don't anymore. I used to teach to music along for a long time. Um, we our whole studio, not because we make them, but we just sort of shifted away. I actually wrote a blog on this on our website a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. Um, and again, partly why we shifted away was just to kind of stick more to the tradition. And my main thing is, we're all distracted enough, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, we go and we've got our, you know, podcast playing and my kids are yelling and my husband's trying to tell me something and the TV's on and I'm on my laptop. It's like, maybe yoga could be the place where, where we just like don't for a second. And that makes people uncomfortable sometimes, but I'm all about like, get uncomfortable and actually like have to listen to your breath, listen to your thoughts. Um, I also personally just think I'm a better teacher if I don't have the music kind of to cover up me, my voice. But then the bad news is you just have to hear me like blah, 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 blah. No, I was just, my, my mom is a yoga instructor. And I, so, and, yeah, so and cool. she does not teach with music. Yeah. And so. I know where your mom trained. So I, I know they, we have a similar sort of outlook in terms of why that is. And I'm not, not, I mean, I love music. Like, I can't work oh. out without it. I can't, yeah, totally. but, but it's sort of like a good sort of separate, like I kind of just like, like go listen when you get in the car after class. But for now you're just going to like exactly. be with your thoughts and listen to me. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I, I think that there's something to that because again, you have to kind of step outside of yourself and let things go when it's totally. quiet or you're forced to confront things you don't want to. Like I remember I, there, I went through a stretch where I was doing a lot of hot yoga. I am yeah, yeah. really tight. So like I need hot yoga is great for that for sure. Yeah. Like just to loosen up a little bit. And I remember there were times and now, you know, I get this on the bike sometimes instead, mm -hmm. but where you have this overwhelming emotion of like, I don't know what this is, but it's going to come out. It's and like I've out. Been in a number of classes where people have just burst into tears oh. Usually time. during some sort of like hip stretch. Totally. It's like oh, whatever yeah. the release is, is crazy. It's true. Yeah. People, uh, and sometimes people will be like, oh my God, I just started crying. Like what? And I'm like, <laughs> very normal actually, which I know feels weird, but you're right. It's like when our body holds tension, like that's not, like that has to go somewhere. And yeah, when you sort of release that or let go of that, that, that definitely comes out in other ways or hopefully it does, you know, hopefully it doesn't just stay like stuck in there. Bestered yeah. in. Yeah. Bestered in there. No. And so I, I want to ask you guys too, like, because you're mentioning like, you know, quiet and, and focusing on your breath and stuff. Clearly. I mean, if, as anyone who's listened to this knows that I cannot focus and I have a million, my, my mind runs a million miles a minute. So I was wondering how do you guys sort of like find, that quiet, how do you, how do you laser in and what, Allison, what would you be like your expert opinion and how do you tell people, whether it be in yoga or like meditation or something, how do you, how, how can people take some baby steps just, sure. just to do it? I think most, I mean, let this give you some solace, Bryce. I think most people are really bad at it, myself yeah. included. Um, the part people probably don't like to hear is that it is literally taking me 20 years of yoga to like get better at that piece. 
Um, but I truly see that as my biggest piece as a teacher. I tell people all the time, like I can, like, I'm, I don't, I spend like 5% of my time trying to get people to work harder, but like 95% of my time is getting people to like chill the hell out. And it's really hard. Like you said, I mean, we, for a million reasons, and then you add on top of it, you know, if you're more prone to being anxious, like yeah. it's, it's Hello. tricky. Um, my biggest thing is to, to just keep at it. Like, like Annie was talking about, if it feels uncomfortable, that probably means you're doing something right. And so the hardest piece is to like work through the discomfort and consistently keep at it because it does become easier. And I think this is where yoga can be a good piece, like yoga poses, because meditation like freaks people out because they're like, what? I just have to sit there. Um, yeah. It's very simple in theory, but it's very hard in practice. And so being able to maybe put in some yoga poses, like in a restorative yoga class where you're really relaxed, um, you're sitting still for five minutes, but you're in a pose, it kind of is that good in between where you can start practicing stillness, quietness, but you're also like doing something. And sometimes people need a little bit of yes. both. It's like an activity. Then, totally. And then you start to feel like, oh, wow, I, I feel better. And I think that then motivates you to be more consistent. So my biggest advice is do yoga, especially like more gentle styles are really good for anybody. And to kind of consistently stick with it. Like people say, oh, I would love to do yoga, but I just can't sit still. I'm like, that's why you yeah. don't do it. Like, you know, yeah. but, but I get also, it. there's no. not a lot of like sitting still in a lot of yogas. Like, yeah. <laughs> and restorative and things like that. But like, very you true. can go do a yoga flow and get the same mental effect while totally. you're moving your it's body moving quickly. And that's, it's very true. I tell people all the time, like you might need a more gentle style. Like that might be what you probably need. But if what gets you in the door is hot yoga, flow yoga, fast yoga, great. Like do that. And mm -hmm. then, you know, over time you'll, you'll probably be like, what's this other stuff about? That's what happened to me. I was like, yeah. hot yoga five times a week. It only made me a little bit crazier, to be honest. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, I found these other styles and these other ways. So great. But I agree, Annie. It's, I think, whatever whatever gets you in. And, and fast yoga, I'm not knocking it. I teach it. I love it. It's like a, it's like a different way to focus. This episode of The Nobodies is brought to you by emilyroggenberg.com. Annie, you know that there's a season upon us, and that season is pilot season. You know, when uh, the, all the new shows in the fall come out and everybody watches them and, you know, the ratings and everything come out. It's just the most exciting time. Do you purposely try to be as unrelatable as possible? <laughs> no, but is that is that is that I mean, that's that's the season that we're talking about, right? No. OK. And also, are you spelling? How are you spelling season? S-Z-N, obviously. Okay. Obviously. No, that's not the season we're upon. Football season. Oh. Yes. I've only been preparing since February. Do you have your gear yet? Um, I ordered another shirt from the NFL store, so who even knows if that will come or if it will be intact or maybe damaged, like the last one. Exactly. So that was really stupid on your part. EmilyRoggenberg.com has all of the game day gear that you need, especially if you're cheering on our brownies this year. 
Emily's designs combine fanware and chic neutrals to make you feel stylish while still supporting the team. So everybody head over to emilyroggenberg.com and use the code NOBODY for 25% off. That's emilyroggenberg.com, code NOBODY for 25% off. And now back to the show. What, and pardon my French, in the fuck is a chaturanga? Because I thought, I thought when I when I heard this the first time, I thought it was like something from the Taco Bell menu. So I <laughs> just want to know, like, yeah, um, it really does. Chaturanga is like the yoga push up, basically. Okay. You do it in flow classes a lot, but the difference is like a normal push up, your elbows go wide. Chaturanga push up, your elbows are closer to the body. Okay. Um, it's people love it because it's hard. It's also one of the most easy you know it's one of the easiest poses to like misalign and jack up your shoulder so i always am like all about yeah. the alignment when it comes to it but people love you, to chat around do you feel like do you feel because i feel like some people could be intimidated i mean i i sort of was i i kind of i was able to pick it up at least but when i first started doing yoga it was hard i was like okay what is what are the what are all these poses like how do you sure. It, it, do you, like, do you recommend people like looking this up, like doing a little like Google search? Like, so, no. okay. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's sort of like what Annie was saying. It does depend like where you start, you know, my, in my perfect world, all teachers would be really well-trained enough to like, I'm not going to just throw out a bunch of Sanskrit words and expect people to know them. Right. It's like, I'll often say triangle pose, trikonasana. So, you know, you, you might like space out half of it, but not your job to like memorize anything um but it's intimidating i think and it's hard you know you fall into the trap of like i think any business probably does this where you're like i want you to get my message but mostly everyone just wants to see the cool picture and then the cool picture has to be like a really bendy pretzel and i don't actually really care about that and it has to be in the backdrop of like palm trees totally and (laughs) and so it's just like I get why it's intimidating. And then you show up to class and there's a bunch of like 20 year old girls there that are super bendy. And you're just like, Oh my God, I can't do this. Um, do you have an yeah. address for that class? My husband at yoga, you know, I'm just saying it's, you would be in great company. That's true. That's true. What were you going to yeah, say? Just, what were you I gonna was going to say, if Bryce ever shows up to that class, send him home. He's just there to be a pro. <laughs> Okay, Um, I'll go ahead. Wait, I was just going to say one other thing, just kind of on topic that you guys were talking about. I think I have tried a lot of different workout classes, especially living in LA. I did class pass for a while. And I think you were doing yoga for a long time, Annie. Like you, you were. Oh, yeah. For like a year and a half, I was going like five times a week. But yoga more than any other class I've ever taken. Like my mom used to always say, you got to check your ego at the door. More Amen, than mama. any other class. Like you really have to walk in and be like, nothing is occurring outside of my mat. Totally. It's humbling. It, can it, be it is. Yeah, it is. Like, I, I mean, my down dog is, I can't do down dogs now because my baby finally flipped. So I can't like let him oh, flip. Yeah, you don't want to reflip. No. <laughs> that baby but I was girl. doing a bunch of down dogs to get him to flip. And so even that, I was like, if I was in a class right now, I would be horrified at how tight my hammies are. But it's like. <laughs> Okay, but that's where I'm at today. Like, I may not be there tomorrow. I may, you know, whatever. But I think it's a really good lesson in that. 100%. And the other thing people, I hope, understand, too, is, like, I've literally seen it all. 
I don't care if your hamstrings are tight. Like, I don't care if your down dog looks like shit. Like, I really don't. Like, I just want you to, like, feel better than when you came, kind of. Mm -hmm. And if that happens, then I'm like, we're good, you know? And I feel like most teachers in any discipline, any instructors think that. Like, they, I don't. And if, if they are worried about your shitty down dog, then, I don't know, they need more yoga or something. Yeah. Allison, they need Allison. to check their ego at the door. Your ego, sister. Allison, did you, when you, you said you met your husband, were you teaching the yoga class? No, don't worry. It wasn't scandalous. Um, oh, that would have been. No, we were in class together. I was not a teacher yet, um, but we would go to the same classes. And he was one of like the few guys there. So mm. everyone noticed him because it was like, who's that weird, quiet guy that makes faces <laughs> in class? Um, but he was cute, you know? Um, and then we got to be friends and then I don't remember when we started dating. It yeah. was about when I was a teacher, but then if he ever did come to my class, I was like so nervous. People would be like weirded out. So I never touched. I was like, go in the corner. I'm not touching you. I'm not adjusting you. Like I just like <laughs> stay away from me because I don't want anyone to be weird and feel weird. So poor guy was like, I'm not coming to your class anymore. You just ignore me. <laughs> yeah. Like that's so fun. Yeah. Well, you're, you're all, you, well, you have two kids. You have two kids now. And do you have, since Annie outed herself, do you have any, do you have any parenting, like, do you, okay. do you have any parenting advice for, for Annie? Not that she wants it, but yeah. I want it. And also outed myself. I've been talking about being I know. I'm just, I'm like just months. kidding. But we've and been, you would have thought, I mean, it was my sister that was, I was so happy when Annie said she was pregnant. I was like, <laughs> I am going to message her. I'm going to text Bryce about this. Yeah. Um, she, well, we're, I just so so you know we've been in this pregnancy together. <laughs> I couldn't even I couldn't oh, even get it. I couldn't sure. even get that sentence Brian out. Really I couldn't even get pain. This, I'm sure. I couldn't even get that sentence out. Like I had to like <laughs> immediately tell him that he could not do an Instagram rollout announcement. I was oh, like, no, Allison. I had a whole plan. I had a oh, giant plan, oh. and Annie was like, no, no and <laughs> none of that. Absolutely, absolutely not, man. Annie, I have no advice. I'm not an expert. I feel like every day I'm just like, huh, well, that was a poor decision or, oh, I did that all right. Um, I mean, I, I truly think like you're going to be great because many reasons, but I swear if you are like even a little bit organized, you're like motherhood is your jam. Like for me, I feel like, thank God I'm organized or I don't, I would never like get all of the things done because suddenly it's like, Oh, I'm not just thinking about me. I have to like worry about these other two and me. And it's just like this whole thing. So I just, you know, I would say, enjoy the baby phase. I feel like with my first, I didn't cause I was just so tired <laughs> and I went and it, with my son, I was able to enjoy it more. Cause I was like, Oh, okay. Like the, the bad part ends. And so people always were like, Oh, it goes so fast. And I was like, shut up. It does not go that fast. It's so long, but it really does go fast. And so yeah. I would just say like, enjoy it. And we're going to be great. Well, thank yeah, you so uh, much. Some of the best advice I just got recently was from my cousin. And she said, like, stop putting pressure on yourself to have a to-do list. Totally. If you accomplish one thing, give yourself a pat on the back. Totally. If you accomplish nothing, still pat yourself on the back. Totally. And I think I, like going in with that expectation will help me a lot. Cause I'm not great at that. Especially in those early days. Like it's just, you'll like at the end of the day be like, how did I not even shower? Like, what did I even do today? And that I'm with you. That was hard for me. Cause I'm used to like accomplishing yeah. and doing things. And so I do wish I just would have taken more time to be like, what else? Like, I don't yeah. have to vacuum today. Like, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I will tell you, Andy, I think I sent you this message, but I told Andy that I, with my first, my daughter, I went into labor on a spin bike. Yes, so you did tell me beware, that. Beware, Wow. <laughs> well, that's that. Well, Get I things going. I was yeah. going to say, I, I'm like in awe of Annie because she has like not stopped working out. She has not like done, I, I'm like the, the amount of things that she has in her calendar that she does in a day while being this many weeks pregnant is just like insane. And it's like so commendable, like not in a good way, Thank but you. I mean, cause seriously, but Allison, did you like when you were pregnant, did you continue to work out? Like, through, cause I know that there's a weird thing. You guys obviously know more than, oh, well, let me mansplain, but like, do you guys know? Seriously, please. Let know, go. Let's go. Isn't there a thing where like, you can't either, like you can either keep, you can work out when you're pregnant, but you have to start at the beginning or you can't work out or you're not supposed to work out or something. Is that no. true or no? Okay. Uh, no. no. Um, and obviously I was, I mean, I was teaching yoga up until I gave birth and that's crazy, but that's that's sort of where, what I think you were trying to say comes in, which is I tell people when they come to my classes and they're pregnant, I'm like, look, like if you've been doing yoga for a long time, we can do whatever. I mean, there are a few things when you're super big and pregnant that you can't do, like you can't do like twists and like squish the baby and stuff. But like, otherwise you can do, if your body knows you can do it. And and if somebody is maybe brand new to yoga, I might advise them a little bit differently. But I, I think you, of course, should always listen to your doctor and be safe. Baby's most important. But like, I don't know, this whole like women are fragile when they're pregnant. I'm like, oh. hell no. Like, by the way, I don't know. My labors were really fast. And I think it's because I was active and my body was just like, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I That's been one of my biggest pet peeves is when people treat me like I'm fragile or broken. It's so silly. I'm, it's actually the opposite. I'm growing another person. Totally. I'm the uh, badass. Yeah. It's like I'm pregnant. I'm not fragile or broken. That's kind of been like my mantra through the whole pregnancy. Totally. I like it. And, I mean, I think I do need to take a step back. There's start- a fine like, line. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. There's yeah, a fine like, line. Yeah, there are days where I'm like, wow, I'm just so freaking tired. Yeah, like, I should have taken a Well, the a break tiredness or is next level. And, like, the bigger your belly gets, the more you're like low. But I mean, just the thing starts to. Eh. Yeah. But, well, just moving around takes so much more energy. Totally. Tying your shoes so, is a damn chore. Yeah, it's wild. But I do think that being active has allowed me to maintain, like, the other aspects of my life. Totally. And. I think it also helped me a ton without, I was never, I never had morning sickness. Mm-hmm. I really haven't had any like aches and pains like a lot of people have. And so, um, I do think it plays a bigger role than people even realize. 100%. And, and Bryce, going back to it, there used to be like old things that were like, don't let your heart rate get above one, right. 140 okay. per minute and all that stuff that has been since debunked. Um, it's basically like you can go at the same intensity for as long as you can as long um, you feel good. Yeah, exactly. It's all based on like how you feel. Like now at this point, I cannot like go ride as hard as I did before. Of course not. And you have to no. change. Like I remember I would have to like raise my bike seat higher because I'm like, yep. oh, I can't lean over in the same way. So <laughs> I'm just going to be up here. But yeah, yeah I brought to, my hand. You're going to be on a cruiser. Yeah. You're going to be like a totally. cruiser. Totally. I can't cruiser. wait to yeah. see those Insta stories when you're like <laughs> cruising right along. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm already there. You just can't tell yet. Yeah. On well, my Instagram stories. Get, get yeah. Tina, get a video. Yeah. <laughs> Allison, oh, is, this I will, too, actually. is this too personal of a question? Are you, are you finished having it's children? It's not personal. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I go, I suppose like God willing, you never know, but we're good. Um, 
I'm like too old now, man. I'm too tired to do it again. Like, ugh. you have a boy and a girl, really so you have. Like, we're just too old. Too tired. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're just too tired. Um, yeah, we're good. Um, I mean, I think I was always under the impression I'd have like two or three. So then yeah. once I actually had one, I was like, well, maybe just one is great. But then we had one more, and, and we're good. Yeah. Yeah, we've got one of each, so that's good. Um, yeah. All right. So when did you? When did you, let's, let's talk about your business, One Tree Yoga. When did you buy the locations in Omaha, Nebraska? And was the name at all inspired by the long-running Sudsy teen drama, One Tree Hill? <laughs> I wish it was One Tree Hill. I love that show. Um, <laughs> it was named One Tree Yoga before I owned Chad it. Chad Michael so Murray. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. He was the dream. I still love Sophia Bush. I yeah, Sophia Bush. And I do, too. She's amazing. She's Her, like um, alone will just she, get me every yeah, time oh, she's yeah. ras a raspy a raspy i know i get it yeah. um so i've always taught at one tree uh i did okay. my teacher training there i practiced there since high school so it's always sort of been my studio um and then about three years ago uh my co-owner her name is gabe she's a girl everyone always thinks it's a dude but it's a girl <laughs> um we were both pregnant so i was pregnant with my second and she was pregnant with her first and the old owner was like, she moved to Portland. And so, it, you know, you can't really, you can own a business in or live in Portland and own a business in Omaha, but it's not ideal. And so she was like, you know, are you guys interested? And we were both like, no, because we knew too much. We knew how, like, we loved yoga. We loved teaching it, but we were like, man, we know all the shit that goes with it. Owning a business, we're pregnant. I don't know. And then we decided that we would want to do it. And I'm glad we did. It's been crazy 18 months to own a business to say the least um definitely oh my god but i've god. learned a lot i mean i can't it's it's awesome to be your own boss i can't complain about that um and i've learned so so much about not only running a business but just like about myself in the process so were you involved in the were you involved in the business aspect of it before you owned it Okay. I was, I was a yeah. manager for okay. years. And so I knew, I knew a lot and that's, that would be like my advice to anybody because I think often what's equated, at least in my world is like, Oh, if you're a really good yoga teacher, then you can own a studio and like being good at something and owning a business, it's like two totally different things. And so I knew the business side really well before I decided to take it on. And I'm so glad I did because I think I would have been way in over my head a little bit. Yeah. How do you and Gabe, you're, she's the co-owner, right? Uh -huh. How do you guys split responsibilities? Yeah. Um, we both joke all the time. Like we would never want to do it by ourselves. And that is the truth. But I also wouldn't want to do it with anyone else, only her. So we're picky about that. But <laughs> um, it helps that we're both like in the same phase of life. Like we both have little mm -hmm. kids. We both have little kids that are at home with us all the time. And so I think that helps us be like understanding of each other when one's got like a sick kid. It's like, I got you, dude, I'll finish this today. Um, but we also are a good balance. And this is probably important in any business partnership, as you guys may know, um, we balance each other out, right? Like what Gabe's really good at, I suck at and vice versa. And so, you know, the things I'm really good at are kind of, those are the responsibilities I take care of. She does the others. And then there's obviously things we do together. Mm -hmm. But yeah. yeah, it's been great. I mean, a lot of people were like, oh, business partnerships, it always ends badly. Um, but we've had a great experience so far. So 
Yeah, like for, well, for our part, Annie is really good at talking and I'm not. So, (laughs) and we have a podcast. Which is great for a podcast. Yeah, it's super great for a podcast. Bryce just sits there super quiet the whole time. Stammering, just, no, I'm just (laughs) stammering constantly. (laughs) Well, no, that's really cool because I think, I, I obviously, I assume that you and Gabe met through being managers at this together. That's how you got, you were, you were coworkers before you were Yeah, co-owner. we actually were yoga students together. We practiced oh, okay. next to each other for years in class and then teachers, she moved away for a while, came back, but yeah. So that's part of it too, is I think I worked with her long enough to know whether or not I can work with her kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like a random person that I was like, sure. Um, it's like we had that established already. When well, you have two locations, so are one of you, are you guys do, are you, are you, did you, do you split it that way? Cause you have one in East Omaha and one in West Omaha. One in West Omaha. Yep. Um, we did it more like that pre COVID. Um, but now since COVID, we just, you know, everything's different. We have yeah. less classes on the schedule, some Zoom, some in person. So we've sort of designated our East studio to be like our hot yoga studio because it's old and smelly and so it can just be really smelly um and our heater is really good there and then our west studio is kind of everything else so it won't be like that forever hopefully but you know and how often do you go go ahead yeah what's that annie where are the locations yep uh 50th and dodge so everyone knows about where that is and that's been around that's been like the original since 22 years ago we we opened um and then our West Studios, 140th and Center. And okay. so, yeah. That's nice. Both, those How- are both great locations. Yeah, they really are. We, yeah. we like them. They're kind of a good split. Yeah. And how often do you teach, Allison? Like how many? Gosh, now I teach a lot less. I teach probably four classes a week. And then okay. we've got, and, you know, I sort of work it because my kids, it's like, evenings, weekends, when my husband can be home with the kids. And then teacher trainings we do on the weekends. But God, like back in the day, I was, I saw some, I had some memory pop up on my Facebook the other day that was like 10 years ago on this day. And it was like 20 classes. I was like, here's what I'm teaching this week. And I was like, man, that was like when I was 25 and didn't have any kids and didn't have anything to do, but teach yoga, (laughs) but I could never do that now. I'd be so burnt out. So I feel like I have a, a pretty okay load these days. Yeah. How many teachers do you have at the studio? Well, pre-COVID, every answer I get is pre-COVID. I mean, pre-COVID, we had about 20-ish, give or take. And now we probably have half-ish that. Um, Again, just less classes, less people. So hopefully we can add more. But it's just been slow. I mean, in some ways, I feel like right now is harder than a year or a year and a half ago because it's just never ending. Like... Delta's yeah. really just thrown us for a loop again yeah. and don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Alice <laughs> and I like send, we, yeah, we send each other memes back and forth all the time. Yeah, really? Oh, but I need to vent about I've stopped, politics. I've stopped, I've, like, any politi- yeah, I've stopped sending any political memes because she's like, step away from your phone. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I know she's right. Like, so I don't want to do we it. Know what your, we know what your beliefs are, Bryce. Yeah, so right. I know. Them. I know. Get away from it. All right, Allison, being the incredible and loyal listener that you are, you know that Annie and I love our moms. Uh, and in these somebody sessions, we thought it would be fun to ask one of them to submit a question or two to ask our 
somebody's in a special segment we so uncreatively call the mom question. Well, since you are so amazing, we have a very special treat for you. We have a question from both my mom, Jane, and Annie's mom. Wow, I, I feel think so this special. is the first time. It's the I first mean, this time. This is really for the number one fan only. I Exactly. And we had to do something special for you. And this is all that I could come up with on such a note. All right. So for the first uh, the first question comes from my mom, Jane, who you know. She Love says, Jane. Oh, obviously. All right. So she says, what is the biggest challenge of balancing your life when you're a business owner, mother, wife, sister, daughter, and making it all work? Like, what is it? What is your biggest challenge? Uh, it's really hard to make it all work. Um, <laughs> I think, I think at women and mothers, especially, we like tend to just put ourselves last. And I think that that is something I really try not to do, but it's hard. Um, so for me, it's like when I catch myself in that mode where I'm like, wait, have I even like done one thing that I wanted to do today or needed to do today? It's just really trying to prioritize like, okay, at what point in each day can I like make sure I get to the gym or I get to practice yoga or I get to meditate because, you know, we tend to take on everything. And so yeah. I think that's just the hardest part is trying to fight against that constant, like everyone else needing you, the business always needing you, your kids always needing you. My husband knows now, just like, don't bug me, but you know. <laughs> and and what would you, just as a follow-up to that, what would you say is like something that is, what is a relief for you? What What is this, what is a release or something that you want to do? Is it listening to a podcast? What podcast do you listen to? I mean, obviously aside from ours is at the, the top nobody, of your list. Have you heard of it? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, besides yoga, I like exercise. I, I yeah. lift weights, exercise. So for me, if I can like get to the gym and like listen to podcasts, um, day is made or even if while my kids are napping and I can get some work done and then have time to run downstairs and like, you know, 20 minutes of yoga, like those are just the little things that make the biggest difference in my day. And I've learned that now. So it's like, I just got to make it happen because when I don't, it's like not fun for anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But really, I always, seriously, tell, I always tell people, I'm like, I am a better person when I sweat for at least 20 minutes. 100%. Well, yeah. that's for the world. It's Annie's whole accountability group, too. I mean, you're, you're yeah. right. in that trail. So and it's it, good. It doesn't, yeah, like you always preach, Annie, it doesn't have to be like an hour, an hour and a half. It's like, God, if I can get no. out for a 10 minute walk, like, yes, great. This is great. Yes. So, and I've learned that. I used to kind of be all or nothing, like it has to be this or nothing at all. And now I'm like, I will take any little blips I can get. Yeah. I think that that flip kind of, or that switch flips when you stop doing it for physical and start doing it for mental. 100%. Because as soon as you're doing that movement or getting outside or whatever it is for the mental side of things, all of a sudden, to your point, you'll take what you can get. Like if all the, if all you have time for is a walk around the block, you'll make sure you get that done. I agree. And I, yeah. I'll say when yoga that, cause when I started yoga, it was very much physical for me only. And when, yeah, when that switch flipped for me at some point, I don't even know when, where it was like, oh, I don't really need that. Like I can kind of let go of those expectations and I can just like be here for whatever it's going to be. It just like made the world of difference. It's just like yeah. the physical will come, but like, I don't know, I'm with you. You just kind of yeah. have to let go and that's hard. So Yeah. <laughs> and the physical comes a lot faster when you reach that point. 100%. Um, okay. So the next one I'm uh, right, Bryce. It's my yep, turn. Yep. Okay. Okay. So the next one comes from my mom. She says with all of the incredible benefits of having a consistent yoga practice, 
what do you find personally to be your single biggest benefit? And she gives her own example. I would love to hear. She says, mine, for instance, is the ability to stay calm in an uncomfortable posture or situation for an extended period of time by focusing on my breath. I think that is great. Um, Yeah, the breath benefits alone is like worth it. Truly for me, it, the whole package of yoga, it just, it's literally the balance my whole life needs. Like my, the entire way I operate as a person is like go and do and push and try and effort and all the things, the busyness. And that's just like how I operate. Plus you add, that's how like society is. Yoga is that balance to all of that. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like the counter post to my whole life. And so for me, one of which being like what your mom said, it like teaches you to breathe in, in uncomfortable or challenging situations. But I would say it's really just that which balances me. And I need it because as uh, left to my own devices, I am like not balanced. <laughs> I am not a balanced yeah. scale. <laughs> I have to work really hard at it. <laughs> yes. I think most people do. I, I think that's incredibly yeah. relatable. And it, gosh, it makes me want to do yoga because thinking about it and being in an uncomfortable position and like just holding it there and staying there, like, as you mentioned, Allison, you're an anxious person. Obviously, I'm so, I don't want to say obviously, but so am I. And being able to sit in that sort of like anxiety is such a challenge. It's so hard, but you have to either, you know, when we, when we get really anxious, it's either you fight or you flight, mm-hmm. fly away. And it, it, your ability to just sit and be in tune is so powerful because it's like, I'm above this and it just shows that. And yoga is a practice of that strength. So 100% your mat is your laboratory to be able to practice that. And if like you can do it in a yoga pose, then I always tell people you might, you have a better shot at be able, being able to do it in the real world. Right. You right. Like practice well, that skill. Memory. It's a muscle memory. Like when you get into another uncomfortable position or situation, it's like, it's okay. I've been here before. We've got this. Like you can really like self-talk yourself through it. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally muscle memory. Agree. All right, Allison. Well, we like to end our somebody sessions with the same three questions. We like to ask everyone the same thing. I know what they are. I I was going to say. Yeah, do you know what they are? You have to do it. You have to do it for her. (laughs) Oh, of course. So the first question we ask is, what is your favorite hard seltzer or alcoholic beverage? This was the one I was most stressed about because I don't really (laughs) like hard seltzers. I'm just like, okay. so lame. Honestly, Um, neither do we really. That's why I switched it. That's why I switched it to alcoholic beverage. Yeah. And I, I'm like so basic. I love, I'm a white wine girl and like the sweeter, the better. Give me all the like Moscato or Riesling. Like that's my go-to or a margarita, but love margaritas. Yeah, love gotta that. go. The Don't love white wine, but we, we know, can cross it's so that bridge. delicious and cold, and I love it. Oh, it's so refreshing. I like know, just like a crisp, like Sauve Blanc. I just feel like red wine is always cooler, and I'm like, but I can't. I just it's no. horrible to me. It lights my esophagus on fire. It really so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. The second question, as you know, is what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? I was thinking about this and you know, Bryce, it's got to come from my mom, Kathy. Yes. She's a genius. Even though I fought it all the way when I was a kid, I was like, (laughs) you don't know what you're talking about. Um, (laughs) But I, this is a piece of advice. She said lots of things, but 
I think about the still and it's just because you can doesn't mean you should. That's a great one. And I think that in yoga too, it's like, just cause you can like yank your leg up here. Doesn't mean you necessarily should, you know? Yeah. Bryce, write that on your mirror in the morning. I'll write that down. I'll write that down. That's your advice. I, I usually write down the advice that people give on this podcast. He has a whole notebook full. I, That's have, a whole note. I have a whole. I have a whole piece of paper with all that. <laughs> you write them down, but you just never listen. To just them. never listen. <laughs> it's like Annie when Annie tell when when Annie tells me to do like gives me advice, tells me says you should do this. I just never listen. Like, he yeah, writes yeah. down the exact opposite of what yeah. I tell him. And That's what he does. Oh, I thought you said this actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I misunderstood. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. The last question, again, you know this one, but what is it that you believe you are an expert of? This was another one I was stressed about because <laughs> I get like clearly the easy answer is yoga, but I'm not like I could learn yoga for the rest of my life. And I still don't think like, could I ever really be an expert in anything? However, this is embarrassing to admit, but I think probably of all the yoga teachers to ever exist, I of all of them know more about crappy reality tv like the bachelor and vanderpump rules it's like my escapism and i think i am more of an expert than i should be in those areas that is another- i am right there with you it's horrifying i when you guys had um jordan on you know i know jordan from yeah jordan Moro. we used to work together back in the day yeah. um but like we like instant message all the time about the bachelor podcast we listen to like it's so bad i'm so it's like i don't know it's this fascinating take on human behavior and pop culture and i don't know it's crazy ridiculous and i love it so much i'm sorry i have to say i've told one story one quick story when allison came out to visit allison came out to visit sean and we all went to we all went to sir I made him go to serve. Yeah. Like for a while. Honestly, honestly, you have first of all, any time the only time I've ever been to Sir is with someone from Nebraska who's coming out there. No, I it's and actually when we went there, the food got exponentially better. I don't know what happened, but anyway, so we get in there and they're actually filming Annie. So we so Jax is Jax is behind the bar. And Allison is like, oh my God, Jax is here. Jax is here. Like, I can't believe that's so crazy. Like should I go up and ask? I was like, go, why don't you go ask from asking for yeah, a picture? Bryce They're not like, filming. Just go ask him. I'm like, I'm gonna ask for I a, can't go ask yeah, him. She's like, I'm not, there's no way. So then I go. So I'm like, I'll, I'll go ask him. I don't care. So she's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, oh no, I'll just go over. So I go over to the bar and he's like, just sitting there like, like a bump on a log sitting there. And I'm like, Hey, Hey, uh, sorry. Um, I, I'm sure you get this all the time, but I was wondering, would you mind taking a picture with, and I, I, and he goes, no. And I go, uh, I think he thought I was going to say me, but of I go, my, he did. my, my friend right there. And he's like, like Allison standing there. Like, she's all like looking like dressed to the nines. And he's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa. Like, like, talk, like talk about nobody's status. Talk about nobody's status. Like what? That is he, I think in the picture, he literally was just like, yeah, he did. Oh, I think God. he made like a kissy face anyway. I- all right, you guys, that is our show. Thank you once again, Allison, for being here. Seriously, and thank you for, you know, staying up so late uh, with <laughs> us. Um, you can and should follow Allison at AKTigas. That's A-K-T-I-G-G-E-S on Instagram, as well as One Tree Yoga at One Tree Yoga. And please, please visit OneTreeYoga.com to check out their slew of online Zoom live and recorded classes. However, if you happen to be in the Omaha, Nebraska area, definitely go check them out in person in either their East Omaha or West Omaha studio. Allison, is there anything else you would like to plug? 
No, I appreciate it, you guys. This was fun. Oh, you Dreams are the best. Dreams do come true. Shut up. No, thank you, you so much best. for doing this. Next time this I'm so in fun. Omaha, I'm going to come take your class. I would love it. And we're going to do it. All goes well with the baby and everything. I can't wait thank to you. hear. Thank you. Yes, we'll keep you posted. I'll make sure that. Well, I have your number now. Okay, so if you guys are not already doing so, please follow us on Instagram at Nobody's Pod, at Andy underscore Wilk, and at Bryce Advice. It's the exact same on TikTok. Twitter is at Nobody's The Pod. Same for our personals. And you can always email us at noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. We hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks, guys. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by me, Annie Wilkinson, and Bryce McClay. It is recorded remotely in small, crummy apartments in the San Fernando Valley. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.